Hey, it's time for your favorite bi-weekly thing to do, sitting down with me, Lady J, here on Infused Moods. Welcome back. Today, okay, I'm going to keep it real. I'm doing something a little different. I am actually drinking on a energy drink. It's by Celsius Live Fit, and it's their kiwi guava flavor. Now, you know, I'm always giving you healthy beverages. So this actually has zero sugar and it helps with thermogenesis. Now, the reason that why I'm on the whole sparkling and kiwi guava and Celsius with it is because I used to take C4 as a pre-workout. Loved it. Great. But I was associating the tingly sensation that you get through as the, the product is working throughout your body as... I don't know uh giving me a better workout I, I don't know it was it was a strange time and then after a while it kind of stopped working and i was searching high and low for new energy drinks something different to do and i stumbled upon the celsius brand the lift fit and they have a variety of flavors and i encourage you to try them all my top three are actually the kiwi guava the mixed berry one and they have this orange kind of citrusy one and I can get that from Costco because they keep the cost low <laughs> um in the variety pack because Costco will sell all three of those flavors together and I think you get about 20 cans and you don't even need to drink a whole can you can drink maybe a quarter of it and I think you're good to go I love this energy drink because it feels sustainable I don't get a sudden rush of energy and then I don't plateau out um, it's gluten-free, okay? It's kosher, and it's non-GMO. And, and did I say it was vegan? Yes, it it is vegan, okay? And it has a few key ingredients. There's your green tea extract. And you know, they say green tea extract is found to boost your metabolism and, and help your body burn more calories. Then it has vitamin B, which, you know, is essential for energy production and regulating your cell health. Then it has the guarana seed extract. Most energy drinks or pre-workouts will have, I believe, the root listed, but this has the actual seed. So it's supposed to pack twice the amount of caffeine uh, than, than coffee beans. Now, I don't drink coffee, so y'all will have to tell me the the comparison there um but hey if it's if it's twice that of the coffee bean i think it's doing something you know what i'm saying <laughs> and it has vitamin c and you know vitamin c is an essential nutrient that aids in the immune system and it's good to drink so get get your get your orange juice especially during these times and, and get your vitamin c serum you know put it on your face for that healthy glow and if you want to you can also get a vitamin c body scrub <laughs> highly recommend no it's a tangent but do that expeditiously <laughs> it also has ginger root which gives that kind of kick to it um a little spice if you will and that's supposed to help in the process of thermogenesis as well as a being being a positive effect on your digestive systems and then the final ingredient is chromium and chromium is known to help control hunger so i don't know 
I personally think Celsius has them one right here by just putting this this out and they kind of burst on the scene in 2005 because they came out of the vitamin and supplement industry but yeah I really don't know what I was doing before them and I definitely encourage y'all to go try all of the flavors tell me which one you like the best and um let it change your life <laughs> so today I'm infusing this drink with a song that I just find so beautiful I mean chillingly beautiful and it is Make It Home by Toby Nwigwe I first heard this song I think I was at my friend Alexis's shop and I was kind of in a meditating space because they play music and it came on I think it came on shuffle and I instantly just I felt pretty peaceful, felt just at ease. Everything was putting me in a trance from the lyrics and the overall content of this song. It was just powerful. I looked at it as homage to the melanin rich. You know, it, it acknowledges the black past while also speaking affirmations over the black present. And I mean, chills. I immediately added it to every playlist I could. <laughs> and some notable points in the song for me where Toby says, I pray you catch a wave that doesn't subside. This for the nappy heads in heaven with a nappy head Christ by their side. And then he says, may your streets be paved with gold. Hope my whole hood make it home. And while he's saying all this y'all, it's these beautiful murmurings and hums going in and out. And I chills so if you have a chance please find this song in the playlist because i have you know started this wonderful edition where you can now go through all the music from the podcast both seasons and you can hear this song and look for it it is make it home by toby nuigwe let it change your life let me know how you feel about it I, again chills <laughs> all right let's jump into our topic of today it is February. February is a month full of a number of events. There's Valentine's Day. <laughs> There's heart health. There's Groundhog's Day where we trust a groundhog to let us know if it's going to be more winter or an early spring. I hope the groundhog feels like we're going to have an early spring <laughs> and a whole host of other days and events. But it is also a time to shed light on black history for 28 days more than we already do. Now, when I think of black history, I think of a melting pot of greatness from cultural impacts to food impacts, music impacts, societal everything. I just see this wonderful pot teeming with greatness. And I also think of everything that has brought us to the present day, but more importantly, I think of the hidden figures, the names we don't know because either they're not out there or we have not discovered them yet. And I know we have the big names that we see all the time, but I've always thought of, hey, well, who's responsible for this? Or how many other stories do we not know because they just didn't get 
airtime or page time and it kind of makes me sad because I know the people from our history have not done it to make history they didn't do the things that they did to pave the way to quote unquote make history but I still feel like we should acknowledge them so that is my goal for the month to learn more about others that I may not have known about before and you know keep adding new names to my list and seeing what their impact was or their contribution or their story I think learning people's stories is important because we can learn from what they had to go through or learn from their mistakes or just even get inspiration a few years ago i had the pleasure to take a kind of a movie break it was 2016 this was not a great semester for me i was not motivated i honestly just needed to have a change of pace and fortunately that was on the horizons but in this point in time it, it was not and my best friend hit me up and she was like, hey, there's this movie called Hidden Figures. It has Taraji P. Henson, Octavia Spencer, and Janelle Monae. We gotta see it. And I was like, you know what? Bet, don't really know what they're gonna be talking about, but it was the premiere, let's go do it. I'm so happy that I went and saw this movie because as I just mentioned, it had Taraji, Janelle, and Octavia, but it was them giving the story of three hidden figures that were part of the launch of astronaut John Glenn into orbit. And it basically turned around the whole space race for America. Taraji P. Henson was Katherine Goble Johnson, who was a mathematician. Octavia played Dorothy Vaughn, who was a mathematician and a supervisor. And Janelle Monae was Mary Jackson, who was a mathematician and engineer. And I just wanna give some background on all three of these women to so you can understand their contribution to American history and just the phenomenal work that they were doing for the time. So Katherine Johnson was an American mathematician and she rightfully earned the title of being a, a human computer. She was calculating orbital mechanics for the first and subsequent US crewed space flights and her career spanned 33 years at NASA and its predecessor. The space agency even noted her as a historical role in one of the first African-American women to work as a NASA scientist. Her work included calculation trajectories, launch windows, and emergency return paths for Project Mercury space flights, including those for astronaut Alan Shepard, who was the first American in space. Her calculations were even essential in the beginning of the space shuttle program, and she worked on plans for missions to Mars. So, the fact that she was doing all of this with limited resources and technology for the time makes this even more monumental because she was furthering this space program pretty much all on her own, off of her own brains and wit. In 2015, President Barack Obama awarded her the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And in 2016, she was presented with the Silver Snoopy Award by NASA astronaut Leland D. Melvin and a NASA Group Achievement Award in 2019. She unfortunately passed in 2020 at the age of 101, but she she lived a full life. And then in 2016, NASA dedicated the Langley Research Center and named it in her honor to become the Katherine Johnson Computational Building. 
Then Dorothy Vaughn, who was an American mathematician and human computer, worked for the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, which was the NACA before it became NASA, and at the Langley Research Center in Hampton, Virginia. In 1949, she became acting supervisor of the West Area Computers, and she was the first African-American woman to receive a promotion and supervise a group of staff in her center. She was later promoted officially to the position of supervisor, and during her 28-year career, she not only taught herself Fortran, but she taught her entire staff. She later headed the programming section of the Analysis and Computer Division at Langley. She unfortunately passed in 2008 at the age of 98, but in 2019, she was awarded the Congressional Gold Medal. Then we have Mary Jackson. She was also a mathematician, but she is credited as being NASA's first black female engineer after she took late night advanced engineering classes and then in 1958 was awarded that title. Her career spanned 34 years at NASA, and she earned the most senior engineering title available. She then felt that she wasn't doing enough in her current role, like that was the, the, the top, the cap. So she took a demotion to become a manager of both the Federal Women's Program and the NASA Office of Equal Opportunity Programs and of the Affirmative Action Program. In this role, she worked to influence the hiring and promotion of women in NASA science engineering and mathematics careers. She unfortunately passed in 2005 at the age of 83, but she was awarded the Congressional Gold Medal in 2019. And in 2021, the Washington DC headquarters of NASA was renamed the Mary W. Jackson NASA headquarters. These women did so much in their short careers and they paved the way for not only myself, but for my best friend and many other women. This was an important film for me because as I said, school, school was going, <laughs> life was lifing. And I wasn't sure I wanted to be an engineer anymore or continue my coursework. And I was really in a rut. And that was unfortunate because for as long as I can remember, I've wanted to be an engineer. I immersed myself in STEM and science and math and if it was out there, I wanted parts of it from science fairs to um, experiments to even working at a science center <laughs> for a whole summer. So to see a dream that I wanted for so long start to not feel like a reality or feel like something I wanted just was crushing. And this movie came in at the right time because I got to see women going through adversity and making it out not unscathed but they made it out and it was something that they found near and dear to them so they heavily pursued it i cried for them and all that they endured i cried for finally seeing representation and i cried because they didn't know me would never know me and i felt like they had just done so much for me to take a hold of this opportunity and that I should have more gratitude. And I felt like I was reignited and I had a duty to carry the torch and blaze a trail just like they had for me. I had never seen other black women in STEM around me, just one cousin that I had, but as far as in the schools and in these programs, I wasn't seeing that. I wasn't seeing the representation and I knew it was going to be a field that was challenging. I knew this was going to be a path that 
not many people make out of college and continue to pursue because women only comprise of 29% of the STEM workforce and 52% of the college educated workforce. And then the number of women in board positions in STEM related industries is only 19.2%. Now it's been increasing over the years, but women still only make up 3% of the STEM industry CEOs. And then only 7% of STEM graduates are black. So when I realized all of that, I had no choice but to keep going, but to, to be a part of that statistic. And fortunately, I was able to get my engineering degree. I think it was well worth sticking out for. I don't think the adversity and tough times were needed <laughs> but I mean I guess it builds character and again I was just grateful to see those women and just be reignited because if they could do it I could do it if they could inspire I could inspire and that's why I keep forging on now what was also unfortunate to me was that I wish I had known them sooner known their story and that is exactly why I've challenged myself as I said to learn more about the hidden figures all over um, not just for African-American history, but for American history as well. And I encourage you to do the same. Learn a name that you didn't know. Go watch movies that you haven't watched that aren't the typical ones that are rolled out every year around this time. And really sink into that history and see who can inspire you. And then also see who you can inspire. What can you do to forge this forward and keep carrying the torch and paving a way for the future generations? And so those generations can inspire even more future generations. You know, I think we all have that purpose here that we're living our own lives. Yes, but I think we have a duty to set things up in a way that those coming after us are are going to see the blueprint, you know, and be inspired and and want to be a female African-American engineer or a lawyer or a physician. You know, I think that's important. Representation is everything. And I think that's our duty. So that's my spill for today. I really hope you all have been well to quote our song. I pray you catch a wave that doesn't subside. And please continue to carry your torch and trailblaze. You got the whole city behind you. We're all rooting for you. There are low points, but if you look at the legacy that we have, they did it. You can do it too.